0: A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture
1: seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to I Take Yourself. I I like... How he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, <laughs> Wait a minute. You're he mistaken. Said to me. <laughs> he said, me. you sound like a heretic. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism, <laughs> Pastor Fleming. And it so, 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 so deserves to be crunched. I'm in mega-crunch. So if you guys put (laughs) the mega-crunch on the song, that would be awesome. (laughs) Keep uh, preaching the word,
1: pastors. Keep it mediocre. Mediocre and hilarious. The podcast where Pastor Flammy's memories live on forever. I know. What's older? The Athanasian Creed or that intro? <laughs> That's a new game. Uh, I thought
0: this was the beginning of Season 5, Episode 1. Aren't we supposed to have new... <laughs> yeah. Except for I'm going to forget what... Because I can't remember the episode. Then I'm going to forget what season we're on. And then we'll have to come up with a new thing. Like Volume 1.
1: On the spot, season I one. just thought of a new game. Because uh, we're, we're doing this in addition to... Uh, a service for our fantastic podcast listeners. We're also doing this yes. via Zoom for our YouTube listeners or listeners. Yes, <laughs> right. YouTube vi- viewers I should say. Oh, and uh, yeah. your your video's really locking up so I was thinking we could like you could between between stills you could like hide behind a chair and I play Where's Pastor Wolfmiller? I'm say, I'm gonna guess uh, you're behind the right chair. The right I don't chair. know
0: why the video my internet is terrible. It's even worse after the guy came to fix it. Uh <laughs> So that's pretty bad. And I got a new webcam and I can't figure out how to turn off the transfiguration setting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it makes my face look like it's glowing, like I'm getting it's bleached get hit white. By a train. I'll tell you, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know how to adjust it. I turn the windows are closed and everything in here. It's dark. You're, so that's but funny. Anyway, but today's before, an exciting
1: episode. You were just saying, hey, this is the camera I've always had. What's what's different? I'm just, I'm just beaming today, man. Yeah, like I've been into the holy of holies. <laughs> me and Moses.
0: I need a veil. This is an exciting show. I'm excited about this. We're gonna play name that petition, 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 and then we're name gonna play petition. the game. Which estate
1: is this destroying? that will be fun. Which is a a game we apparently played before, uh, you know, in our. I do remember that. But in, in our vast show prep that we do, I mean, I don't think the listener realizes how much show prep we actually do. Uh, we went through some of the archives to see what game we haven't played in a while, and apparently, this is a game we played before. So, which apparently, state we don't is this it. destroying?
0: Look, you know, busting the myth that there's no show prep is the fact that my buzzword is written down. (laughs) Supplication. Nice. Oh, wait, you weren't supposed to tell me, were you? Oh, no, I know, but we have to do it the other way now for yours. But mine, because I wrote it down. Remember how I asked Google how to spell it? Just making sure Google knew how to spell it right. Because apparently I misspelled canon. You know, there's two... (laughs) The, the theological canon and the thing that you shoot at people canon is spelled differently. So there's Ooh. a
1: there's a there's a proper canon of spelling the word.
0: Supplication means a prayer for help. So this is especially our supplications are our prayers for other people. And so we want to we want to think about that, too, that we're only, not only praying for ourselves, we do pray for ourselves, but we pray that the Lord would help others. And this is our chief work of prayer, is the work of supplication. So it's commanded in the Scripture that we make supplication for people and all their estates, and so the church is doing that. And I was thinking about this, Evan, how the prayer of the church expands our prayers. Because when we're praying as an individual or as a family, we're thinking of our sort of immediate needs and stuff like this. But when we gather together as a church on Sunday, we're thinking about the whole world. And so there's these the petitions and the supplications that are offered on Sunday are sort of expansive, going out there all the way. So that's kind of cool.
1: Now, you told me that we were doing buzzwords taboo style, where I have a word. You have to guess my word, but I can't use any of the words that appear in the Google Dictionary.
0: Yeah, this is a new game suggested by... Who suggested this game? Let me see. By Stephen from Las Vegas suggested this game. So let's have it.
1: Okay. This is actually going to be fairly easy because uh, the way we would define the word differs from Google significantly. Uh, So this is a gift given by our Lord uh, through which... Holy Spirit. Through which... We have justification.
0: Uh, The gospel.
1: The forgiveness of sins. Mm. Absolution. The gift. Baptism. The gift, which is given by our Lord, through which we have justification. Faith. Yeah, you got it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So this is the... It's like this, that
0: pyramid game.
1: This is the uh, the Google definition. Strong belief in God or in the doctrines of religion based upon spiritual apprehension rather than proof. That sounds
0: boring. <laughs> That's kind of a... Uh, we should do something like Google versus Book of Concord.
1: <laughs> maybe we shouldn't Fate. be... I'll say
0: that. I'll get that one.
1: Maybe we shouldn't be... Uh, inventing new games just yet. Let's get let's get the ones down that we that we play. But anyway, faith okay. uh so I just I think the way we put it uh is nice that it Ephesians 2 talks about faith being a gift um for by grace you've been saved through faith and it's not of yourselves it's a gift of God and uh our justification now before God is on the basis of this faith rather than on the basis of works. Um so faith I I put this very simply that faith is believing god 's promises, simple as that, so I mean we we do this all the time if If I tell you hey i 'm going to be on the zoom call at nine you 're either going to believe what I said or you're not going to believe it um, now if i 'm a if i 'm uh always late, if I never keep my promises, you probably won't believe me but when you have when you have God, who has never broken a promise ever, issues you a promise, you are forgiven of all of your sins. Uh, that is faith. It's simply believing in God's promises.
0: Nice. I'm for it. Cool. I'm for it, not against. Okay. Now, this game called Name That Petition. This is the way it's going to go. We're gonna, I'm gonna read you a paragraph from Luther's explanation of the Lord's Catechism, of the Lord's Prayer in the Lord's Catechism, and then you got to guess what petition of the Lord's Prayer it is. And this so this will be a primer on the on the Lord's Prayer. Now, I have I published this little thing. Uh, Just that as a standalone little book, Lord Teach Us to Pray. So I got the PDF pulled up of that book. So it's, I don't know how long it is, but I can just scroll through the pages. So you tell me when to stop, and then I'll be on a page. Okay. And you can guess. So ready? I'm scrolling. Stop. Ooh, okay. Let me go down here a little bit. Oh, this is going to be kind of easy. Well, okay. Okay, let me skip to the next paragraph here. Therefore, we pray here in the first place that this may become effective with us, and that his name be so praised through the holy word of God in a Christian life that both we who have accepted it may abide and daily grow therein, and that it may gain appropriation and adherence among other people and proceed with power throughout the world, that many may find entrance into the kingdom of grace and be made partakers of redemption, being led thereto by the Holy Ghost, in order that thus we may altogether remain forever in the one kingdom now begun.
1: Ah, so this could be one of two. Um, I initially th- thought, well, this is going to be easy, the first petition, uh, about uh, how would be thy name. But uh, it sounds like it could be leading up to the second petition, um, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And uh, there is some overlap between these two petitions maybe we could talk about in a bit. It says, Brian Wolfmuller's network bandwidth is low. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> You're pixelated. It looks a lot better now. Uh, I'm going to go with the second petition. You are right. Second petition. Let's see
0: if we can share the screen here. Here it is. We pray in the first place that this may become accepted. It may abide and daily grow therein, that it may gain appropriation and adherence among other people and proceed with power. This is a really nice... So the second petition, thy kingdom come, is a... um, Well, it's an important petition. It's the evangelistic petition. I got an email from someone who said that their pastor, Lutheran pastor, said that the Bible never talks about evangelism, that the Lutheran theology never talks about evangelism, that the whole idea of evangelism is a modern theological thing. That's just the craziest. I mean, whenever you read Luther talking about the second petition, look at what it says. It says that we daily grow, that it may be gain appropriation and adherence among other people, and proceed with power throughout the world, that many find entrance into the kingdom of grace— now, we realize that every person is a participant in the kingdom of power, God's left-hand kingdom. But we want more and more people to come into the kingdom of grace. So when we pray, thy kingdom come, we're praying that not only does it come to us, but that it comes to other people
1: as well. Indeed. Yeah, the Lutheran theology does not talk much about how sinners get into heaven, does it? <laughs> Doesn't sound. Uh, uh, but oh, so, man. but but it, it, it's um. There's a point to how the the excerpt that you read started out with the name and then goes to the kingdom, and, and these two things are related. So, uh, you know, in the first petition we're praying that that God's name would be kept holy, and this this includes the the, the preaching of of pure doctrine, so that you know God's name is not kept holy. When um, false preachers lie about the teaching of the Bible, right? So we're praying that God's name would be would be taught purely, that the the truth would be proclaimed. Uh, in the second petition, Thy kingdom come. We're asking that that would be heard and believed, so that that so you it you can't have the second petition without the first petition. You got to have God's name being uh, taught holy and taught in truth and purity, so that in the second petition, we can um, hear it and believe it and that people would, would be found in his kingdom of grace. True. All right. We're going to take a breather from all of that excitement and then come back, play more, name that petition. Uh, and then what's on the docket? Oh, we have uh, which estate is this destroying from <laughs> CNN? <laughs> You're listening to the Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back. People talk radio for those who have tried everything else to get a good night's sleep.
0: So I've kicked up the Wolf Mueller one YouTube channel and I was talking to Daniel, my expert YouTube advisor about it, who said, dad, your stuff is really bad. I know, Daniel, I know. But look, I have four thousand and six for watch time and to monetize on YouTube. You got to have four thousand hours. And I I look, I said, look, four thousand and six. And Daniel says, dad, you have four thousand and six hours. Minutes, not hours. (laughs) Anyway, if you want to see what we're up to over on YouTube, you can visit YouTube, search for Wolfmuller. Wolfmuller1 is the channel name. See you there.
1: Yep. The most important thing with these games is we determine the point value of winning. So I got the first round correct. How many points did I cash in on?
0: Two hundred points. Two hundred. I'm I'm also giving myself two hundred points for guessing the word faith right. Okay. So we're all tied up.
1: I guess. Yeah, that works. I'll allow that. Okay. Even though I Uh, had to kind of string it along, I was like, come on, here's some more hints. All right, I'm fine with that. Uh, Scrolling through the petitions, you say when to stop. Stop.
0: Okay. Hmm. Oh, this is a nice one. Okay, it says this. Behold, thus God wishes to indicate to us how he cares for us in all our need and faithfully provides us for our temporal support. And although he abundantly grants and preserves these things, even to the wicked and knaves... Knaves. Those knaves. We should bring that word back. You're a knave. <laughs> Medieval insult generator. <laughs> what a knave. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my kids now say, you're total dog water. What?
1: Is that what kids dog say? Dog
0: water's the newest insult? Yeah, apparently. Even to the wicked and the dog water. <laughs> Oh, yeah? You're a (laughs) knave. Yet he wishes that we pray for them in order that we may recognize that we receive them from his hand and may feel his paternal goodness toward us therein. For when he withdraws his hand, nothing can prosper nor be maintained in the end, as indeed we daily see and experience. How much trouble there is now in the world only on account of a bad coin... Yea, on account of daily oppression and raising of prices and common trade, bargaining and labor on the part of those who wantonly oppress the poor and deprive them of their daily bread. This we must suffer indeed, but let them take care that they do not lose the common intercession, and beware lest this petition in the Lord's Prayer be against them.
1: Ooh-hoo-hoo. ooh
0: hoo Nice. This is fantastic stuff.
1: Great, great. Uh, I think this is the fourth petition. Um, give us this day our daily bread. I believe you're right. Give you us this day our daily bread. Now,
0: this is there's a lot in this one.
1: Yeah, this is great. This is great stuff. I mean, um, the simplicity and you're reading from the large catechism. The simplicity of the small catechism is nice. Um, that it, uh, you know, we, in other words, everybody thinks that the reason we have to pray uh, is uh, as. Common people think about is is to get what we want, you know. So if uh unless we ask for it, God's not going to give it to us. And then Luther just destroys that whole thing by saying God gives daily bread to everyone, even to all evil mm-hmm. people, without us asking for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then why pray? But that we would we would be led to to see this and realize it and and receive our thanks our, our bread with thanksgiving, so that, um, you know. Everything included in daily bread is not just the food we eat, but all that He does to sustain us. And so, um, this is so wonderfully put. <laughs> uh, the, I like that you highlight knaves. <laughs> for those, for I just, those,
0: I just want to focus on the key words here, right?
1: Know. Right. Uh, so, so, so that we can see, God is 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 giving us all that we need, and He is the one providing us as a. Uh, a loving Heavenly Father. So if He's providing these things for us, we need not have great angst about whether we'll uh, have them or not. I mean, uh, th- this is uh, the great point about uh, prayer for bread being a daily bread. And In other words, why not just cover your basin and say, uh, Lord, give us our monthly bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It is the daily
0: bread prayer that is the... The humblest of all the petitions. So all the other petitions, the first three and the last three, are for big, huge things. You know, God's name, his kingdom, his will, forgiveness, deliverance, rescue. We're praying for these huge things. But in the fourth petition, right in the middle, we say, just for today. Just a bite of bread to eat mm-hmm. for today. That's all That's all we need. That's all we want. That's all we're asking for. So just give us that. Give us the daily bread um, and... And we'll, be, and we'll be content with it. So that... And, and, it, and it's an amazing thing to, to me, Evan, to think about this, because when we... If we just let our prayers be shaped by our own wants and desires and needs, then the fourth petition expands, and the other six petitions start to decrease. In other words, when prayer is growing out of my own feelings and out of my own life and out of my own suffering and out of my own pain then the fourth petition daily bread and the things of this life almost takes over and the other petitions are forgotten but what we what happens in um in the lord's prayer is that the fourth petition is diminished and the and the other petitions start to
1: expand mm-hmm. does that make sense oh yeah definitely i mean I, I think we played a game um similar to this at one point where how did we do that? Did we listen to a prayer and then name these petitions or something like that? So so that um, the, the, this is the point that you've made before, that the, the petitions of the Lord's prayer sort of, sort of um, teach us what we ought to be desiring, right? So we have right, rightly desired prayers. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if God commanded us to pray for daily bread, then we ought not be ashamed to ask for daily bread. But that's not the only petition in this prayer.
0: Right. And it's interesting how um, how this has to do with economics, how Luther's going to talk about the uh, daily bread and and the economy. And he, and he says mm-hmm. the bad coin. So that means, you know, fake money. Uh, but not only that, he talks about raising prices and common trade. Bargaining and labor on the part of those who wantonly oppress the poor mm-hmm. and deprive them of their daily bread. So he gets a he Luther is getting after big business and bad government both. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Let's they so if you have a business, or if you have if you're in government, you have to take care that you care for the poor, so that you don't lose the common intercession." And beware lest this petition in the Lord's prayer be against you. Now that's an amazing thing, you know. So those who who employ people for those people in big business, for the people in the government, they have to be careful that they that they rule and govern and act and in such a way that "Give us this daily bread" is a prayer that benefits them rather than a prayer that assaults them. So if you have a if you have a bad government that's taking away uh, 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 that's taking away food from people or that's taking away um, uh, whatever from people, then this prayer "Give us this day our daily bread" is actually a prayer not not supporting you but actually opposing you, mm. and so it goes. So that's an amazing thing to think about.
1: But I mean, this plays into a lot because um, maybe part of the next game we're going to play, which which estate is this destroying? Um, because when we when we talk about how a government um, helps the poor, I think today we're in a place where it's just an automatic. I mean we're we're living we're living in a moment right now where they're about to pass a two trillion dollar package to go to various things, right? Um, and so we live in an age where almost the assumption is the way that the government can help the poor is by uh, giving them funds um it's interesting though uh you know it's it's kind of the old adage i mean it's it's nothing profound but you know you, you, the the teach a man to fish uh eat, eats forever kind of a little what's that little thing if uh, if you, if you give, a man a, a fish, give a
0: man a fish he eats he for a day. For
1: day i mean there, yeah. there's there's a lot of truth to that right so that if if a uh, if a government would would center itself on protecting that which you've earned <laughs> which you've which you i mean so that if a government came along and said look what you work for and earn we're going to make sure that that's protected and you and it's yours boy, I, I would really be compelled to want to work hard and want to, you know, get what I could. But if if a government telling me, look, you work hard and uh, uh, 50% of what you get will be uh, taken so that others can, uh, can have theirs, um, that doesn't really compel me to work really hard.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's
1: exactly it. All right. All right. You want another petition? Yeah, about a minute and a half here. Okay.
0: One more. Tell me when. Now. Okay. Um, But it is true indeed that such prayers have been offered hitherto when men were babbling and bawling in the churches. These are no prayers. For such external matters, when they are properly observed, may be good exercise for young children, scholars, and simple persons. I love that list. (laughs) (laughs) Children, scholars, and simple people. (laughs) And maybe called singing or reading, but not really praying. But praying, as the second commandment teaches us, is to call upon God in every need. This he requires of us, and has not left it to
1: our choice. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, This could be uh, in the introduction, or it could be the first petition, Hallowed be thy name. Um, I'm going to say... It, it, well, is the introduction on the table as an option? Yep. Okay, so I'm going to go with introduction.
0: Uh, surely the introduction is available for you. So you want to guess? You, could, you should probably guess introduction. Do you want to guess introduction? That's what you said? Yeah. You sure you want to go with introduction? You could do something else, sir. Or...
1: I'm going to do introduction.
0: <laughs> You're right. It's the introduction. That's right. <laughs> Luther's introduction to the Lord's Prayer is beautiful, right? That's when he says... We have the command to pray, the promise of prayer. We have the words to pray, and that the that the Lord's prayer shows us also our need. And I, I think the introduction of the Lord's prayer is some of the profoundest stuff um, to to read and to study. So this is really, it's really great.
1: All right, we're gonna take another break. By the way, the, the YouTube viewers are uh, liking the uh, the video now. It's just all full yes. screen me. If they, if they could keep it like that, that would be that would probably. You'll probably see a spike in viewers now. That's that goes up. just a, a still of your smiling face. Yeah, that's fine. All right, more. right, uh, we're, we're going to switch games here in a little bit. More on the Lord's Prayer, and then we're going to play Which Estate Does This Destroy?
0: It's really classy up here. Table Talk Radio will be right back. I'm reading Luther's sermons from the House Postal every week. You can find it at www.hope-aurora.org. Click on the Luther Sermon Podcast.
1: (laughs) Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. All right, final thoughts on the Lord's Prayer, Pastor Wolfman, before we get on to our next game. I'm for it. You're for the Lord's prayer. Good. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I, I think uh, uh, we, we quoted from the introduction this last time, and, and it is interesting how um, you know. I think sometimes we think of prayer as being this. You know how it is when when um, someone and, and and this isn't to to mock anyone in any in any sense, but there's this kind of fear. Like you're at a big gathering, and then someone is asked. Who maybe isn't used to this kind of thing? Hey, would you say that? Would you say the prayer? And it's like, uh, oh, me pray in front of people? I don't know about mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I I think that there's something to be said simply to say uh, a prayer is as simple as a child speaking to a father, and uh, that's that comes out in the Lord's Prayer. So that so that the 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 doctors of the church could make the the these most uh, elaborate prayers, but a simple prayer is say to say, "Lord, help me," or uh, "Lord, bless that person," or whatever it might be. It can be that simple, and it is a, a prayer just the same.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Exactly.
1: All right. So now we are going to play the game. Which estate? Which of the three estates is that destroying? <laughs> <laughs> This will be a fun one. Oh yeah, wholesome, good, good, good game to play. Uh, so the first one here is a uh, a story from CNN about Rand Paul. Uh, should we say listener discretion advised on this one? Uh, yes. Okay, listener discretion advised. Maybe not for the youngest of Table Talk Radio audiences. All right. So here is the story. I have audio on this one from CNN. Okay, here we go. And Paul, with what critics call a transphobic attack on Dr. Rachel Levine, President Biden's nominee for assistant health secretary, who would be the first transgender person confirmed by the Senate.
0: Genital mutilation has been nearly universally condemned. Dr. Levine, do you believe that minors are capable of making such a life-changing decision as changing one's sex? If I am fortunate enough to be confirmed as the Assistant Secretary of Health, I would look forward to working with you and your office and coming to your office and discussing
1: the particulars of the standards of care for transgender medicine.
0: The specific question was about minors. Let's be a little more specific since you evaded the question. You're willing to let a minor take things that prevent their puberty and you think they get that back you give a woman
1: testosterone enough that she grows a beard you think she's going to go back looking like a woman when you stop the testosterone you have permanently changed them that's a trans lgbtq advocates and health experts denounced trans- paul's 40%. remarks as bigoted and deeply offensive oh. it is worth noting yesterday the house passed the landmark equality act which prohibits discrimination based on <laughs> sexual orientation and gender identity all right that's the story
0: Oh, uh, I told the kids, I said, hey, this you see this equality act, that's what's going to end your dad in prison. Mm. I mean, this uh, this is a I mean not that you know, as the Lord wills, but this is a ba- this is really when when the question is, should you let t- the kids decide to to tran to what do they call it now? What is this or new speak uh to it's not even gender reassignment now, it's what is the language that they use to w- where you you match up your body to your gender, uh, realignment gender or reassignment, cor- uh, gender? I don't know correction or something. Anyway, you mentioned that, which is genital mutilation. I mean, goodness. Yeah, it, it's very. It's hard to realign a gender without doing something to the genitals, and it's mostly taking them out. Yeah, you, you I mean. Know? I mean uh, put them in the jar in the doctor's office so that you got I mean this is a <laughs> that you can't sit there and say hey uh is this a good idea and they won't answer and then that's considered to be transphobic.
1: Yeah, I Goodness mean sakes. well not not I mean that Rand Paul is transphobic. I mean isn't it a fascinating um place we are in life where someone can simply draw into the que- draw into question is it a good idea to take you know minors whom we don't even let get a tattoo without parental consent <laughs> but we're going to let them make alterations to the development of their body and so you have someone who just simply draws into question whether or not that's a good idea and the accusation is he is transphobic I mean we if we we, we can't even have a normal conversation anymore w- without. Uh, political correctness accusations going back and forth, and it has completely paralyzed us as a nation to to just have common sense anymore.
0: And then, and then the guy ends it. And by the way, we passed the Equality Act; it's halfway passed. <laughs> so that that means that if Rand Paul, if we could just pass it this, through the Senate, then we'll be able to throw Rand Paul in prison. Yeah, for asking such questions. Right. I mean, it. This transgender stuff is crazy it's just it's just plain old okay here's my question can you i you you understand this better than i do <laughs> really <laughs> uh, how if you say you're a dude like a normal like your everything about you is dudeish okay i'm going to i'm going to try to
1: okay i'm there
0: pretend to try to okay. <laughs> but but you think that you you think that you're a a woman like how do you know like, how do you have that? What are you comparison? What are you comparing your dude feelings to your lady feelings? Like, how? What do you understand what I'm saying? Like,
1: yeah, How have do I know to that I'm just confused?
0: To, yeah. It, but yeah, you. All you know is yourself. And so, if you're a guy and you feel like whatever, that's what it is like to be a guy because you—that's what you are. <laughs> so. There, there, there's this idea of the disconnect of the body and the identity like this is is wrong it's an illusion it's there. there's nothing there is nothing else we are a breathing body and the, to 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 try to have some sort of separation between the two now it is true that when we die our bodies and our souls are pulled apart for a while until the lord joins them back into the resurrection but that's death and if i want to bring that kind of separation into my life now it's bringing death in if i want to separate who i am from my identity to mm-hmm. my body mm-hmm. that's it's it's ba- it's it's a form of it's a form of suicide and, and and it's no wonder that you that the body has to be cut apart I don't know. Maybe the the whole. So, again, I maybe I lack some sympathy here. I so I I don't I do want to say that we we should be very, very sympathetic to those who are who are struggling through this, what we call now uh, body dysmorphia or what is that what it's called now in the diagnostics? Uh, Gender Uh,
1: dysphoria. Gender
0: dysphoria. Mm -hmm. And and body, there's a body word word Oh, right, yeah. That our body, that we, for whatever reason, our identities and our bodies don't match up with it. But, okay, we're not going to help. We're not going to be helpful if we can't just say, you are your body. That's, that there is no, there is no difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's that's how the Lord created you to be, in that body, and the body belongs to you. This is a doctrine of the incarnation. So but there is no Jesus apart from
1: the man Jesus, who the body of Jesus. I wonder sometimes how we got here, and um, I, I suppose you could talk about kind of ideological agendas and stuff. But but also, isn't part of this a notion that we adopted long ago that is. That we should never say something that would be uh, judgmental or hurtful to a, a person, and so there are t- there are times in which bringing the reality of things is not easy, but sometimes someone has to do it. So, mm-hmm. so you have you have a person who. Um, identifies as another as a gender, uh, the the gender opposite of what they are biologically, and we 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 would at one time I think say well, you know that that's that's not the reality. I mean that that's that's not that, that that's not what is. Mm-hmm. But we came to a point where saying to, to say that is transphobic, is mean, is uh, not politically correct, and so now. We're in a position where we have to observe an alternative reality. Why? For the sensitivity of the person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- and this is not just with this issue, with all kinds of issues. Mm-hmm. That that if we are so sensitive that we, we can't say something uh, that would upset or offend another person to the point we have to deny a reality, mm-hmm. then then we as a society can can't live in a reality
0: yes that's right so what are we going to do
1: I mean what? So, so in the last minute what estate does this destroy <laughs> well well it,
0: uh, it's an interesting thing it's certainly I mean it's connected to all the estates it, it is the it's, it's an even maybe more fundamental attack mm-hmm. and that is the attack on the person mm-hmm. and what it means to be a person created in the image of God. And and we should say, always remember this kick the child, console the... Wait. Console the child, Stop kick the dog kicking thing.
1: the child. I told we you that. We have to be... <laughs>
0: you know, for the people who have this confusion, um, we need to be as tender and gentle as possible. But for the general conversation that's happening out there, we should just have some... We should probably have some clarity here. And we're going to have to stand up and be counted. Mm. And say, hey, we are for whatever you want to call it. Bodily integrity or just being... Humans. That's what we're for.
1: I mean, I mean, if we if we actually want to help people, I, I realize it seems mean <laughs> to uh, to address someone and say, "Hey, look, you're what you say about yourself is not the reality." That maybe seems mean, but if we actually want to help people, we need to work through that difficult time with them rather than just lie to them and say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, uh, you're totally what you think you are." Uh, yeah. More about this after this. You're listening to Table Talk Radio.
0: A wise man once said, I listen to table talk radio. He only said it once. Get the around the word devotions delivered to you in a free daily email. You can f- sign up for that at what does this mean dot Click the devotions button.
1: I find it convenient that once the YouTubers were liking the full-screen Pasha Gigline shot, all of a sudden you decide it's not worth pursuing anymore and you I, shut it down.
0: I pulled the plug. I pulled the plug.
1: It's <laughs> the how this, this works. is a podcast-only episode,
0: which might be better now that we've uh, wandered into the whole transgenderism. That's, yeah, that's the thing true. that's going to get me deplatformed. That's I've true. got an essay I'm working on called Let Your Homosexuality Be Like Your Other Sins. And I think that's the thing that's going to get me... Uh, Get all my strike, my community strikes on YouTube as soon yeah, as that gets out
1: there. You're probably
0: right. I, by the way, just got in the mail. I mean, as when we were recording the first segment, this bo- this book came in the mail called "Love Thy Body" by Nancy Percy. Hmm. Have you? So, hmm. so someone recommended this to me. The, uh, why the call to "Love Thy Body" to counter pervasive hostility to the body and biology that drives today's headline stories, transgenderism. Activists detach gender from biological sex. Kids down to kindergarten are being taught their bodies are irrelevant. Homosexuality. Advocates disconnect sexuality from biological identity. Abortion. Supporters deny the fetus as a person, though it's biologically human, etc. So this it's an art, It's an interesting thing. Love thy body. It's a, so i got to read this. But that reminded me of, you know, thanks Amazon, by the way, for delivering this book to me. But uh, our friend Ryan Anderson, I don't know if he's our friend, but... He has his book. He's our friend. He just doesn't know it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, when when the Harry met the Sally, uh, his book about transgenderism got pulled from Amazon. That's unbelievable. It's
1: crazy. This is crazy stuff happening nowadays. I think we should all, if we don't have it already, we should all go out and buy the book wherever it's found. I mean, I th- I just think Amazon was like, "How can we celebrate the Equality Act?" Here's an idea. <laughs> Let's let's remove things we don't agree with. I mean Brilliant. so so this is yeah, so this is the problem. I mean, so if uh they can say, look, um anyone who disagrees who anyone who has a different perspective is automatically wrong. I mean, that's that's how I like to argue too. <laughs> hey, if you don't agree with me, you're wrong. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Get out of here. I mean, so, so, uh, and, and what I find when I do that is I'm always right. It's amazing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nobody ever disagrees with me. I say with my fingers in my ears. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, so, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's destructive. I, like you said, to all three estates because when you, um, deny the reality of the person. The person is what fills the estate of the family, the church, and the state, and so to deny the the person i mean so 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 our sex is part of who we are and that that was the big thing right i mean so um really really this is a, uh this is a gnostic heresy that says that I can ascend from my body what my you know what my gender is. Um, mm-hmm. That's that not intrinsic to, to who I am, that there's nothing uh, beyond male and female other than the clothes they wear and their anatomy. But obviously mm-hmm. that there are th- – I mean, any, like I have, a, I have a two-year-old. I can tell that there's differences between boys and girls, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we, just, we just see it all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, anyway, this is, this is something intrinsic. So to deny that intrinsic reality uh, denies realities that are going to exist in the world, including all three estates. But let's
0: It go- is a weird thing is to say, okay, so the body, like, um, here's another thing. I mean, I obviously don't understand this. <laughs> or maybe, I, I don't know. This is just, just trying to keep it simple. But let's just say, like, my mind thinks I'm a, a lady and my body, it thinks it's a dude who why do we decide that the mind is right you know why can't why can't we say well my body looks you know, why doesn't go why does can't it go the other direction
1: but you isn't see? this partly um where we've come as society that we are guided by our emotions and our feelings so if if someone hmm. you know just feels good when they you know dress and drag or whatever then then that tells me i mean that that's informing me that this is what's right versus something that doesn't make me feel good
0: Hmm.
1: Oof. So, 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 so you okay. you never come back. You never ground it again. I mean, you never go back to say, well, you know, to 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 deny. What did you say before? It was the magisterial use of feelings or something. Yeah. Right. Is that a right. thing? So, I so, did say so that so that, at, 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 so that you would have an anchor to say, uh, no feelings. You are now betraying me. You're betraying the reality of what is, and to be able to have an anchor to say. You know, I can identify that this feeling is a good feeling, or this is a, a not a good feeling.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As if, as if that m- matters. You know, I mean, yeah. how? Right. And we know. I mean, you don't have to think about it for more than two seconds to know that that's right. That our feelings are often wrong, and mm-hmm. we can't. If we start trusting our feelings, mm-hmm. yeesh.
1: yeah. Okay. Well, let's do one more. Uh, we're going to do this okay. story about Dr. Seuss. Oh, Tonight,
0: conservatives exciting. blaming cancel culture after Dr. Seuss Enterprises announced six of the famed
1: author's books will no longer be published because what? of offensive imagery. Can I just pause this real quick? Yes. It, it, it fascinates me how the, the the leading script says conservatives blaming cancel culture for Dr. Seuss books not being published anymore. But on to the story. Uh, Dr. Seuss is not... Being published because it's offensive. I mean, what else is that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, what is that? Not cancel culture? (laughs) Next,
0: after this, martyrs complain that their death on the stake is due to. After cancel this, culture. After
1: this, Ryan Anderson blames cancel culture. <laughs> well, yeah, for his book being canceled, <laughs> as the, the culture <laughs> has demanded. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: Was it there? It's like no, no. We did we did because it. it just wasn't selling that well. I mean, what? well, I mean, what are the offensive images? I I mean, I didn't hear about this story. This okay, well, here, here's the story. The postmodernist, almost academic left, uh, they are not satisfied until almost every single piece of literature, film, or pop culture is eliminated if there might be one thing that could f- be found potentially wrong. With the woke culture today, Dr. Seuss gets canceled, canceled Shakespeare gets canceled, Tom Sir and Huckleberry Finn gets canceled. Every past work can't match the woke standards of the liberals today, so everything is going to be canceled. Okay, well, let's show you the sorts of images we are talking about. Again, Dr. Seuss Enterprises. This uh, would have
1: been a good one to have on YouTube, just saying. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> that's okay. I can I can describe this with um, picturesque images. I'm making you, this decision. Right. Uh, this is from better, one of the way.
0: books that will no longer be published called
1: Okay. Oh, what's it if called?
0: If I Ran the Zoo.
1: If I Ran the Zoo. So it has this uh, Arabian guy writing a camel-looking thing, and then it had uh, – uh one of those things that the kings ride on um with the with the three people carrying it. That, yeah. That, yeah. That's...
0: Uh out front now, Karis Granger Bogwa, who's a longtime English teacher. Okay, and so now we're not an for the We're el- gonna
1: go to an interview. Um so we'll we'll maybe start. So you have a couple images that they showed on the screen of uh an Arabian guy riding a a camel and then also some characters carrying like a king platform that the the king would sit on and other people carrying it around. So those are the two, at least in this story, given as evidence of reasons that this must be taken down. And it's not just cancel culture. And we have just for your awareness, we have about uh, two and a half minutes here.
0: That's uh, this, so. This is a huge thing. I mean, one of the things that's a little bit of a relief about this whole cancel culture is that we're not going to have to worry about closed communion for much longer.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: I mean, nobody's going to want to come to the. I gotta be associated with those Christians. What? I mean, this is why you know closed communion was not a problem in the early church because, I mean. You know, if you go to get confirmed, then you get thrown to the lions. Like nobody's—you g- got to be pretty serious about this whole thing.
1: Remember, remember uh, when they were crying about um, tolerance a few years ago? I was like, <laughs> you guys aren't tolerant. This is how th- there's some uh, there's some guy that uh,
0: Al Mohler likes to quote about social revolutions is, what is what's uh, what's what's unaccepted must be accepted, what's accepted must be rejected. And what is, then the new thing that's accepted must be celebrated. And this is the way it goes. So tolerance is only phase one of a cultural revolution. Uh, Then it quickly becomes intolerance and then the demand for acceptance. you got to, it's not enough just to be under the authority of Caesar. You have to worship him. And so now we're in phase three, you know, the celebration of the new, newly accepted. And we just can't go that, you just can't go that way. So this is the... The weird thing that's going to be demanded—it's weird. I mean, it's one thing to say, "Hey, Dr. Seuss was foolish in the way that what, whatever he depicted the the races." That's one thing. I mean, and and, and we should be able to say things like that and criticize things like that. But there's another thing where it's just you don't even show it to me. It it must not cross in front of my eyes. I must not ever be. I I must never see anything impure. Uh, according to the new standard, and that kind of piet- Phariseeism, and legalism, and sort of blasphemy code laws, that that puritanicalness of the new uh, c- cultural elite is is so oppressive um, that it's it's really dangerous.
1: We talked earlier about Ryan Anderson's book being taken off of Amazon. I was listening yeah. to uh, Tom Baker on, over on his show, Long and Gospel, and he was looking at books that are on Amazon, arguing for the moral neutrality of, like, pedophilia and things like that. <laughs> so, so these books aren't offensive to Amazon, but a book arguing for, uh, uh, what, uh, gender and sex as being something more than just a feeling, that's offensive. So, all right, that's going to do it for it's us. It's a dangerous
0: track to go down. But, look, I mean, if, if this eventually outs itself.
1: Eventually it
0: levels out. So we have some hope.
1: Okay, and that's where we'll leave it. Thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk oh, Radio. Yeah, okay. Table Talk I Radio know. is not for everyone. Please consult nothing. your pastor before listening to Table 600 Talk Radio. Six hundred points. I think I, Side I have. Symptoms may
0: include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, air loss, hallucinations, and aversion to. Did age, you say supplication? With aquatic
1: imagery, psychosis. No, coma. but I, no, I got it. just from, from the first. I got the petitions tumor, tumor, right symptom, internal three internal times bleed, in a row. A sudden craving to smell your backseat. Claustrophobia. An uncontrollable three times urge to have a stone put up and falling off your Six hundred points. How many points?